Welcome to Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are in the world, thanks for making this part of your day. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's gearing up for a fun weekend of football, both in the Super League and everywhere else. Um, so this is how this episode is going to go. I'm going to uh, talk some Ike news at first and then preview the the Ike Volos game and preview a little bit of the other matchups of the other top five teams in Greece. Because there's really not much Ike news to talk about. All right, so let's get to it, guys. Um, let's start out with some Ike transfer news. Remicho, Remicho, tiene de quepera. Remicho, cambia metagrafira. Tiene. So that was the Ike transfer news, guys, of this week. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of my bad attempt at a joke. Of course, because there is no no transfers coming in. There are some players going out. Uh, UCs is on his way out. Was a promising young talent when he was younger. Just um, didn't really pan out. I wish him all the best. I hope he finds better luck at another club. Uh, the Mario Mitai deal is still not done yet. Majeras looks to be on his way out. Not on his way out, on, on loan. Let me rephrase that. He seems to be on loan again. He had bad luck last year, man. I really wish he didn't get injured and would have played the entire year at Unicos because I feel like he would have been ready to step up and help the first team at Ike. Of course, with these younger players, we really need to be patient. I saw some great things out of him two years ago. I really feel like this kid has an upside. I really don't want him to become another player like Mario Metai, where, yeah, we're selling him for a lot of money, but... Or if he goes on to play for another club one day, to see him do massively good at another club. And me sitting here saying the same thing that I did about Mitai earlier and other players that um, that have played at Ike in the previous podcast about how good they're doing at other teams. Of course, you guys know that's one of my frustrations with this team. But that's all the news that I can uh, remember or notes that I took down for this for this portion of the transfer, not really much. I'm going to try not to keep you guys long today because uh, I'd really like to kind of right now, while I don't have a co-host and can't get any guests on right now, I really want to try to minimize just for the sake of you guys listening to me talk. But let's get on with it, man. Let's go to this Volos preview. Um, This is going to be a tough matchup, I think, for Ike because Volos is pretty uh, potent at the... At the front end, um, Pablo Fernandez, who's been linked with Pauk all week, there's rumors saying that Pauk is not going to make the finalize the transfer until next week simply because they're playing Ike. Which, listen, I don't blame them. I feel like if Ike were in the same position, we'd be doing the same thing. Like, why would you bring a player in that's going up against one of your, your rivals or your contenders for the championship and why not have him play against that team and then bring him in? I mean, Greek football, guys. <laughs> Some people would would agree with that. Some people would say, whatever. Like, why would you do that? But um, they're in desperate need of someone in that number 10 role and desperate need of goals, period, for Balk. So that'll be a good signing if they get him. But right now, Ike needs to focus on Volos having him. And he, that front end, that Volos, looked really good with Pablo Fernandez and uh, Van, Van Wipt. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um... Their attack is just... They scored three goals up against a good Tripoli team last week. But one thing I will say... Their defense is not very good. Um, 
their defense did not play good. I mean, they let in three goals against Tripoli. Really, if you watch that game, I watched some of it, and then I went back and watched the highlights. It could have easily been like a 5-3 or 6-3 game in favor of Tripoli. So that's a good indication. It should be a wide-open game. I really think that uh, we're going to see a lot of goals. My, Let me do my prediction first. My prediction is that it's going to be 2-1. Uh, both teams getting a goal, I would say, in the first like 30 minutes. And then t- trying to straighten out their defenses, making them a little bit tighter. But I think I do eke out a victory at the end. It would not surprise me if this is a game where Ike win, but they win of a score of like four to two because both defenses have not shown. I mean, Ike in most of the Lamia game showed good signs of the defense improving, but they also showed that there's still a work in progress. And as long as that's going on, then I would want to give this team a benefit of the doubt and say that they'll either be able to keep a clean sheet or at least minimize the damage down to one goal. But until they're given the time to improve and get more players into the roster, like Harold to come in, he was rumored is maybe starting uh, tomorrow, but I really don't think he's going to start. They're going to sit him at least one more game because you need players that have played in the Super League before, even for Vida, if it's only been one game. Uh, I think that's key to... uh, not having this crazy good offense that Volos has run all over you tomorrow um, and really cause a uh, really wreak havoc on your back line. Cause I, especially with the guy coming in with a confidence issue and uh, just football psychology issue of what happened with him to saying it then last year that he didn't have a good season and that that team did not have a good season. We don't want him coming into this club and then, having a terrible outcome tomorrow and him automatically getting blamed or not looking good. Just give him one more week, I think, to gel, to really get acclimated to being at Ike. And then I think what the coach should do is start him next week against um, Pasiana, which is still going to be a challenge. But I think that Volos just... Volos has one of the best attacks right now in the Super League, I think. At least until Pablo Fernandez goes to Pauk. Um, so both defenses are going to be tested. Now, would it surprise me if I come out and they play better defensively? No, because I think we do have quality there in the fact that they've played one game. Um, I think that if things go good from the beginning and the defense is not that tested, and let's say we don't concede in the beginning, the crowd could really get behind this team. It's going to be a wild crowd at the, the Rizupoli Stadium. Um, where Apolomites meet in these plays, that's where this game's going to be played at. Not Philadelphia like we were hoping for, and definitely not Oaxaca. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about, you know, season ticket holders, and there's more season ticket holders than there is seats at Vizupoli uh, at the stadium. They can, I, I can sort that out, but I think there's going to be a huge crowd there, and it's going to help because it's a smaller stadium, and I think it, we're going to have a... It's gonna, they're going to have a nice atmosphere there. Uh, no indications that the lineup will be changed at all to what it was last week. Um, you know, 3-5-2. Uh, 
my only hunch may be because you do want to protect your defense and defensively he's a better he's a more sound player maybe they take out Amrabat and put and start Rota or vice versa maybe at some point you know if we get the lead and we're trying to hold on um I don't know what is in Almeida's mind. I don't see that change happening, but that would not surprise me if he subs Rota in for Amrabat or Rota starts and Amrabat comes in later on. Um, I think either way that could help us out defensively and offensively, whatever we need in that uh, at that certain time or point in the match. So Rota, I feel like, does a better job of getting back defensively. He, of course was in a right-back role. He doesn't have the the other characteristics that um, Amrabat brings offensively. Like, for example, last week when Amrabat had that great cross in the box right before halftime to Mandalo, and Mandalo had a free header on goal and kind of headed the ball out. Uh, Rota's not doing that cross. And... But at this game, again, guys, like... It's going to be tough defensively against this team. So moving on from that, like I said, I really don't see any changes. Will Harold play? That's up in the air. Me personally against this team, I wouldn't start him, but it just depends on what, uh, you know, Almeida might want to say. Okay, I want to get you games under the belt. I want to get you in a nice game time rhythm. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, It should be an entertaining game. Like I said, I don't really see either of these teams. I don't really see Volos with as good as they are in attack and how vulnerable Ike still are in the defense, I really don't see them holding back. Um, if things go south for Volos very fast or north scoring, if they score really fast, I could see them not really parking the bus, but playing a little more defensively and trying to hit off on the counter. It's all, you know, lesser sides, minnows, whatever you want to call it tend to do in, in games like this um but we shall see my prediction like i said i think it's going to be a 2-1 Iker going to eat out of victory but it in no way shape or form would surprise me if this game is i definitely see this being either a victory or at least i can't see ike losing i could see this game either going 2-1 2-2 or 4-2 in favor of ike simply because this uh, Volos, yeah, as potent as they are up front, they're that much worse at the back. Um, not to keep repeating myself. So, and I hate having to keep reiterating this, but we have to be patient with these with these guys, with these players. It's hard to come into this league and play. And what do I mean by that? I didn't elaborate on it last time, but... If you've ever played sports at any level, even at your basic amateur level level that I did, especially Bodosfero football, if the other team sits back and just guards their lines and parks the bus like they do in Greece, uh, it's hard as a footballer to to play against that. It's hard for you to kind of get through that. Because, yes, it happens in other leagues, but not as often as it does in the Greek League. In the Greek League, that's, you know, if you're not one of these top five teams, or if you're not one of these teams that can at least move up at times and compete against the top five, like Atromitos, maybe Volos a little bit, Astras Tripolis, Ofi plays a little bit more offensively. Uh, 
they're not willing to take these risks at the back. So it's very hard for a player for you to completely change your game up, your routine, what you do in a game, what, um, what characteristics you bring to a game, what value you bring to a game, what you're able to actually do on the, on the pitch, and then have that scrapped and play a completely different way. Now, I know, like I said, all over the world, teams play against Clistes uh, Aminis, closed defenses or teams, you know, other teams that clamp down defensively, that just guard their lines and literally play with 11 people behind the, the midfield. Um, it's not attractive. It is one of the parts of Greek football that over the years it has gotten better because I remember when all teams used to play like this. I remember watching Greek football games, man, where it was like, like, what the hell are they playing? Even even some of the bigger teams, like, what the hell are they doing? Like, uh, they're just kicking the ball around. I mean, <laughs> me and my friends could play better football than this. I remember thinking of that in my head, and me and my friends always used to talk about it, watching uh, Greek football matches. But the reason is, guys, is that, you know, you got a team like La Mia, Panatolikos, teams like this that really need points and want to wherever they can get points they'll try to get it and this is for a lot of these i don't think people realize smaller or lesser clubs whatever term you want to use it's hard because if they don't succeed and stay up in the super league if they fall back down into the second division then it could take them years to come back up again. Now, I know that's not anything new. We see this around world football all over the place, but in Greece, I think it's more difficult. You don't see very many yo-yo clubs in Greece, meaning you don't see, like, you see in the Premier League, sometimes Norwich, they'll, it feels like every other season, they're up and down, they're up and down. Um, very few times will you see that in Greek football. So... Most of these teams want to stay up because, unfortunately, we've seen it before, guys, where some of these teams go down and it takes them at least a minimum of two years, maybe three years to come back up. And if they really bottom out and have to fire sell players and then maybe the owner quits on them, I mean, there are historic clubs that we're not going to see in the Super League for a long time. You know, um, at least hopefully... I think this year they're in the Super League too. They can finally make it back to the first division. That's a historic club from Saloniki. Panahaiki, who have been trying to make that push into the Super League, who are a team from Patra, a huge city in Greece. And uh, they used to be a mainstay when I was a kid in, in Greek football. And great crowds from Panahaiki and Patra. You know, these clubs that weren't here freaking five years ago, like Ofi, for example. Yanana, Ael, that have massive followings, like, you have to, I don't know, guys, like, it's very frustrating to see some of these teams that go down, or even some of you guys that are young, young, might not even remember, like, Ionikos in the first division, they were a massive club, and then they had their rival, Prodiftiki, that was in the first division also, that created, like, a nice rivalry there in, uh, in, uh, Pira, in, you know, the Nikia Pira, uh, Boritalo area. So, I really believe, yes, this is going to be a highly entertaining game. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to watch it, which sucks. Um, I have some, uh, have to go out of town tomorrow. 
I am going to be trying to listen to it as much as I can and maybe catch it on the replay when I get back home. Um, one thing that I didn't touch on last week that I think that I didn't touch on, I didn't talk about how important second place is going to be this year. Second place is going to be very important because the second place team plays in qualifiers of the Champions League. And that's big because we get more chances to make it into Europe. You know, you're going to get chances in the Champions to get qualified for the Champions League. Of course, take us, Ike, if we finish second. I'm not saying we're going to qualify for the Champions League group stage because that's going to be very difficult. I've said my piece on this before. I said it either on the podcast or the one before that, that I really feel like it's going to be very hard for any Greek team, even on Yudakos, to qualify for Champions League unless you get very, very lucky on the draws to qualify. But that is important that it's a second spot because it gives you more chances to get to play football in Europe. Yeah, as a fan of a big Greek club, I don't want to talk about the Conference League as European football, but it's European football, man. Take it from us Ike fans or me and Ike fan, I would love to be playing in the Conference League right now instead of not playing in European football at all. Um, with that being said, I would hope for something better. But as we saw Libiakos yesterday, even if they would have bowed out against Apolona um, La Mesu, they would have dropped down to the Conference League and they'd have European football. Well, this starts from, you know, they started in the Champions League qualifiers. So you'll get more opportunities because we know how hard it's going to be for any of our teams to qualify for Europe because we're starting so early. So I think that second place spot's going to be very key and important, even if, let's say, I don't win the Protasima, whoever gets that second place spot is going to have more chances to qualify for Europe than just two games. Um, that's my piece on that. So overall, like I said, I think this is going to be a very good game against, um, should be very highly entertaining with the way both teams play offensively and play defensively, unfortunately. Um, I just think I'd have more quality. Volos have quality up front, but I could just have more quality. I think I, when they need to, can really clamp down that defense where I feel like Volos has more holes in their defense and are there to be had. Um, and I think I could just in general have more quality, like, you know, Pineda, for example. Pineda can do Pineda things, and he just needs that one moment of quality to just shine through and can get us that one goal that we need along with other players also. Um... But I'm excited. Week two, cannot wait. Or match day two, whatever, what have you, however you want to call that. All right, let me move on here. Let me move on to a little preview of the rest of the matches. Then on Sunday, Panathinaikos take on Aris in uh, Agrino. I think Ari can easily win this match. Panathinaikos are one of those teams, even though I'm kind of, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Panathinaikos because they're the this club that um, is close to the region of Greece where I'm from. So I kind of have followed them through the past few years. I do think, unfortunately, they're going to be battling re- relegation, and this is going to be a tough matchup for them. Uh, could I see them pulling out somewhat of an upset? From the reports that I've heard, I have heard that Adis have struggled there the past few years, so 
we'll see what happens. You know, Addis, even though they won their first game 3-0, it wasn't as convincing as you think. And, um, but I still think, you know, Addis are just a better quality club. Let me start off by saying this also. I really think someone this week is going to drop points. I really have this feeling because we're so unbalanced. The, 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 the bigger sides, whatever you want to call it, the contenders, let's say. That I feel like looking at these matchups, I feel like somebody is going to mess up somewhere. Um, let's move on to... Ophi are going to be playing Panathinaikos. Ophi is one of my favorite places to watch football, like on TV, and to see Ike play because, A, I think we have a good... I feel like all the teams are well-supported in Kriti, and especially that Iraklu area. But that stadium is is nice for its size and they they can get a crowd together they can you know they, they get a pretty good crowd there in Ophi the fans are very <laughs> very into the club and they get good crowds so I feel like that's a tough place to play um this Panathinaikos team though not playing perfect uh I could see this game ending in a tie or even a Panathinaikos loss honestly this is going to be a, a tougher match for Panathinaikos than what people think uh Moving on to Pauk Atromitos. Pauk was better than what the scoreline uh, looked like last week. They only won 1-0. But from all the talk that I heard and the, the breakdowns from the radio, they talked about how Pauk were a lot better and really should have scored more goals. They need a goal. They need uh, Oliveira to get healthy again. Obviously, they're looking at Pablo Fernandez or looking at more offensive help. But Atromitos are a good team. Atromitos, don't sleep on Atromitos. My personal opinion, I think they're a dark horse for this year. They were not in my preview podcast because I didn't know how they were going to come out. You know, last year we talked about them being, or I know a lot of people talked about them being a dark horse. But this year they're showing signs of what everyone thought they were going to be like in the beginning of last year. The beginning of last year, they were terrible. I mean, terrible to the point where you're like, is this the end of Atromitos? This is an example of what I said before, was Atromitos were actually in danger close to the middle of the season to looking like they were going to drop to the second division. With all the players that they signed, with the, how, bad, how big they opened up their budget last year, if they would have fell into the second division, guys, it would have been a while before we'd see Atromitos again. Um, but this year, they seem to have it together. You know, former Ike Panathinaikos player, Victor Aklunaridis, played an awesome game in the first game. I think it was against Ofi. I'm trying to remember. Uh, they're very entertaining. I think they can give Pauk fits. I think Pauk, because of their crowd, the pressure that's on the team. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm not going to say that Pauk are going to lose this game. But I think they drop points. I think this ends in a tie. I could see this in a 1-1 tie. Or maybe even nil-nil. Or I think Pauk's going to squeak out a victory. I really don't see them scoring more than more than a goal in a game right now in the shape that they're in. Um, let's move on to the Monday matchup. Asteras Tripolis versus Olympiacos. Again, tricky game for Olympiacos. Olympiacos, yes, they're improving, but not vastly. They looked good against Yanina. I mean, 
we shouldn't say they looked good. They looked decent. They they did what they had to do to get the victory against Ganana. Um, I think their NBA, their professionalism and their um, their experience comes out in this game, and they end up on top. But again, I could see this being a difficult game. I could easily see this being a draw because you do have a lot of experience on that Estelas uh, Tripoli side. And you have Barales. I love that name, Barales. I like that player. That's um, played for Estelas Tripoli for the past few years. And they've always, they're one of those teams, man, that you, you like to watch. They always play entertaining football, Estelas Tripoli, and they get a decent crowd at their games. And they're just, they're just a fun team to watch. They've been a, a mainstay in the Super League now for a few years. Um, they're one of those teams that they're in a part of Greece that's very populated in Tripoli. And I hope they stay around. But they're one of those teams that really has given the quote-unquote, you know, they've played European football. They've given the quote-unquote bigger teams fits in years, especially in Tripoli. I've known watching Ike play in Tripoli. It's a very hard place to play and very hard place to get victories. And I, I do think this Libiakos team, they're not wheeling, but they're, they're, trying, they're still trying to find themselves. I think they could really have a difficult game in, uh, in Tripoli on Monday. So I think, um, I think that's it for the podcast today, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Please subscribe and rate the, the, the show. That way we can get it to more people out there that want to hear about more about Ike, more about Greek football. Um, like my Facebook page, crazy Ike fan, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at crazy Ike fan. Sorry, there hasn't been more content. Like I said, I'm really trying really hard to find some time to dig more into basketball. A big shout out to anyone that does a podcast. I always knew that it took work to put it, to put a show together. I just didn't know how much work it takes to put a show together. Um, not to toot my own horn, but it you know it does. It takes time out of your day. It takes time away from other things, but it's, it's my passion, man. Ike is my passion. I love talking Greek football. Thanks again, guys, for listening. Forza, Aikara. Uh, what I was going to say before, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. I'm going to try to slowly start digging into more sports. We got Eurobasket coming up with Ethniki, Elada, and after that, all the other, you know, late September, October, all the other sports kick off. I'll try to touch base on a little bit of those sports that Ike is involved in and they've, they've really Aristecnica Ike has come up through the what we call in Greece the amateur leagues or whatnot the not so high paid big sports leagues um, you know we've got a water polo team now both I think men's and women's volleyball teams are in the first division our handball team is great I've really tried to pay attention to those sports over the past couple of years or so that I have more time at home. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I will try to cover as much as I can. Guys, thank you again for listening. And Miti Niki Avrio, I'll be back either. I'll either put a podcast late Saturday. I might wait till Sunday, Sunday and Monday so I can kind of cover the rest of the league and the rest of the results. All right, guys, hope everyone enjoys the football, no matter what you're watching this weekend. 
και όπως και πάλι όπως πάντα Φόρζα Εκάρα με την Νίκη αύριο στο, 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 στη Ριζούπολη να είστε καλά παιδιά